if I ask you if you're good, you're supposed to go, no, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm evil. Uh, when, I, when, I lost, <laughs> when I lost my hair, I had to shave down the horns. I had nothing to cover them up anymore. See, there's, that's, that's the benefit of a toupee. A toupee? Hell, toupee? <laughs> a toupee from the 80s. <laughs> oh, you mean one of those Burt Reynolds? A the, the, the kind. Now, I think uh, 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 Shatner always had like the best toupee in the last 20 years, but he started a trend in the 80s with that TJ Hooker horse crap where it looked like it was his hair was electrified. It was just a huge hedgehog just slapped to his skull, and all of a sudden everybody copied that. Burt Reynolds had a great toupee in Sharky's place. Or not Sharky's place, Sharky's machine. And all of a sudden, he decided he had to have the Shatner look, and he just looks silly around 1985. I think I know Sharky's machine. That's a different one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, I think it's his best movie. Um, oh, one day we're going to talk about T.J. Hooker, you know. And we're going to talk about oh, yeah. him him running but not running with a fake camera. Hedges <laughs> 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 being pulled past him. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Next Planet Over. We're going to talk about some sci-fi-ish shows. This is one where we kind of bend the rules a little bit. These are four shows where it tested the limits of what you know, like what was possible at the time with magic and with science and technology. Um, they're all like kind of proto MacGyvers. MacGyver is the only one that people really remember as using science to defeat the enemy. But these four shows all came before it, and. Mm-hmm. My God. I'm going to tell you right now, four circus peanuts to give you a sugar rush before the episode is a good idea. Fourteen is probably a bad idea, and I feel a little... Ah. He's going to be excusing himself. Yes, well, I was trying to see how many I could fit in my mouth, and obviously I'm a big mouth. Uh, no, I just... I miss, I can't buy circus peanuts anymore. It's weird. And I, I finally found a bag, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can buy it by... And when you do find a bag, it's like there's 14 in it. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Rite Aid is carrying the normal size, but for a dollar more, you get the pound of circus peanuts. Pound. <laughs> I go off into the, uh, oh, what are those, uh, the peanut butter logs that used to, the, the little candy shop on the oh, Penny Mall in God, Huntington. the pack into your teeth. You spend half an hour just digging them out of your molars. We went over there a few months ago to support local your local business day True. type of thing yeah um, we just happened to be visiting my kathleen and was like you know what i need a pound of those <laughs> guess what they don't carry anymore no no oh it was I'm, a sad moment in history i'm uh i've become as i'm getting older and we're not talking about the shows right now hold on just deal with this uh <laughs> we're, we're, we're he's my bestie from the west no i'm the bestie on the west you're the best beastie on the eastie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I never get to see him anymore, so we have these moments where we just chatter a little bit. But um, I'm a gummy hound now because I'm kind of backing off the baked goods and the chocolates because mm-hmm. as I'm getting older, putting out a little bit of a, a gut, and uh, I'm a little worried about my insides, like my gallbladder. So I've been eating a lot of gummies. I'm becoming a gummy aficionado. And um, <clears throat> I'm the guy who walks into that store in the mall with the buckets and says, hey, I'll take a scoop of everything, throw it into a giant bag, and when I get to the register, she goes, thirty six ninety nine, and I go, okay, that, that, that sounds about right. And everybody else looks at me like, what did you just do? <laughs> I have to have the gummy zombie feet, okay? <laughs> That's a thing. It's gross, but it tastes delicious. Um, you're never going to see that on The Walking Dead. These, these zombie feet are delicious. I just wish they were gummy. <laughs> 
you remember back in the day? <laughs> Vampire teeth Sorry. is not a candy. They say it is. It's the worst candy ever. We should just do a whole episode, not of not this, of something else like talking about candy of our youth because we should stop now. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, okay, so the four shows that we were discussing, The Wiz Kids, uh, The Wizard, uh, Black's Magic, and Mr. Merlin. Well, no, Mr. Merlin had real magic. I forgot. That's the only one of the four. Yep. Uh, three of the four are mystery-solving kind of hour-long dramas mixed with more lighthearted attitude, I would say. But Mr. Merlin's a full-on sitcom, but it's weird is Mr. Merlin is one of the first that was shot on film and then given a laugh track to it. And I've never cared for that. If you shoot it like a movie and not on a stage like the three camera, it, whenever you throw a laugh track on it, it just feels wrong. feels off. It's like you took, you took the time to put a lot of effort into production quality and then minimized it. Yeah. Well, plus the fact that usually shows like that are a little more dramatic in its content because like Square Pegs and Mr. Merlin I think came out the same year and both have comedy but they also have a lot of drama in them. And Mr. Merlin is not a laugh a second. It's more of a building the characters and and the adventure they're going to go on. And then, you know, I just feel like the laugh track is forced onto you which makes it even unfunnier. Right. Um, now I found a copy of Mr. Merlin from what was it? What was the subtitles were what German or something or Dutch, Scandinavian? Deutsch. Yeah, it's. I have no idea. It's the only way to find it. There's there's French versions on YouTube, but the, the dialogue is in French, so I, I couldn't tell you what the hell was they were saying. We we'll just make it up as we go. <laughs> oh my gosh! We'll make it worth that. We'll make it earn that laugh track. I didn't know this. <laughs> Paul Haggis was a writer That's on this. Huh? That's a great name. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Um, what was it? We were singing yesterday. I would walk 500 miles, and I was uh, I was changing all the words to Scottish cliches. So it was. Um, oh yeah, haga 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 haggis. Da 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 eating haggis 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 haggis. <laughs> a lot of thought in those lyrics, did you? Shut up! Shut. <laughs> Don't you judge me. Um, Man, I'm no better. No, uh, Paul Haggis, his breakthrough was uh, Due South, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Mm. Weirdly created Walker, Texas Ranger, which is one of my least favorite TV shows. I know people love Walker, but I just think Chuck Norris is a stone-faced nothing. Everybody around him is fine. I just can't stand Chuck Norris. What? (laughs) I know, I know we watch Chuck Norris movies all the time as a kid, but I just don't know. No. I think we watched him more for the, I mean... The Kung Fu. He's a great person. Uh, he's just very soft-spoken. It seems really odd to have... His voice doesn't seem to fit the character he's playing. No, there's no, no flexion. Well, Something he, seems off. He's like... Uh, him and um, uh, Steven Seagal have like the same monotone. David Carradine has the same thing. That monotone, no up and downs. And the, then again, you if you go too far, you get Nicolas Cage. And some people hate that. And I love watching Nicolas Cage lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, back to the plot, kids. Back to uh, – we now return from our special commercials. Um, Mr. Merlin, I think, is a long-lasting of the four shows we're going to talk about. It was a full season. Uh, Bill Bixby is one of the guys behind it. Uh, he was a producer and director on the show, which is funny because didn't he do a magic show in the 70s? 
dang it, I know he did a magic show. Before he did, before after Courtship of Eddie's Father and before Incredible Hulk, I have to look, I have to cheat. Um, the Magician, yeah, The Magician. So I wonder if that was something he was really interested in and that's why he became a producer on this. Oh, and James Frawley, the director of the Muppet movie, was the other main director on the show. Oh, the magician lasted just about as long as this series. <laughs> um, and let, let's talk about Bernard Hughes. I think kind of a forgotten actor. The only oh. thing people seem to remember about him now is uh, if you <laughs> if I have the TV guide, you don't need a TV <laughs> from Lost Boys. Exactly. Love the Lost Boys. <laughs> the one thing you can tell about Santa Clara. It's all those damn vampires. Vampires. One thing I could never tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's probably his most. He's in uh, Tron too, but I think people forget because he's buried under all that makeup, that costume thing that he had. He's that. Oh, was it central? Whatever. He's that big guy in the middle, right? <laughs> right. The database thing. Yeah. Uh, this was yeah. not just a project for him, but uh, Clark Brandon at the time was kind of becoming known. He did an arc on uh, Facts of Life and I'm a huge Facts of Life fan and so people might not remember that he's in one of the early seasons when Joe first uh, came to the show um, I think it was season 2 and uh, he's in the military and she's still in high school and they're going to run away and get married and it's such a huge disaster because uh, he's old school and she's you know she, Joe was always kind of rebellious and he says, no, you're going to be bare home, uh, barefoot and pregnant and whatever. You're going to stay home. She's like, what? I'm not doing that. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to have a career. And so like that, so they, they butt heads, and then his arc is over. And I think that NBC wanted something with him. So I think this is a project they really, really tried to push him forward as a lead. He's fine. I, I don't mind him. Uh-uh. Oh, this wasn't it NBC. Was this Facts of Life. Just, funnily enough, I actually remember him from Facts of Life, even though he was in there like – for a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now you might not remember his best friend, Jonathan Prince, was on a, t- a syndicated TV show I watched like a fiend because I was obsessed with the radio. And it was called, uh, not FM, doggone it, I forgot it already. Uh, it's the one where Daphne from Frasier, she played a character named Blue. It's the first thing that Paul Walker was in. I, now I'm going to have to cheat. I had it in my head and now I forgot. Vibe, throb, throb. It was called throb. That's a terrible name. It's like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, kids. Yep. <laughs> uh, Throb is one of the... It was a, a TV show based around a, a record label or a radio station. I absolutely loved it at the time. I haven't seen it since. So that's why I'm kind of vague on the uh, memory. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. Shut up. Don't you judge me. <laughs> I'm not judging. No, no. The listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this one is about him trying to pick an apprentice... And because uh, he's aging out, which is weird, I guess. So Mr. Merlin is not eternal, but he ages slowly, kind of like Wolverine, I guess. The magic is what keeps him youthful. Is that what I was gathering? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. I used to be up on the whole Merlin, King Arthur stuff when I was younger, but I always thought of who is, I guess he could see the future, but I, I would, something sticks in my bird. Yeah, but... Um, uh, not the whole Benjamin Button thing, but like maybe he actually just could see the future. Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, well, there's been so many interpretations though, because Merlin is public domain, so each person can have their own. I have to go back to the original source. Um, mm-hmm. But so he has to pick an apprentice to take over. So it's a little influenced by you know like the the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, 
and he, the person chosen for him is a clumsy doofus who's self-indulgent who causes chaos <laughs> because he, he wants to impress people with his magic and um, he just has to learn along the way to be more responsible so I, I think it's a really good idea I might go back to watch more episodes if I can find more episodes it's so hard to mm. find ridiculous I vaguely remember actually watching the show when it was out because I would have been five, six yeah <laughs> No, I have no memory of it. I didn't find out about it until I have this weird habit of watching, um, like, someone will take all the intros of TV shows that debuted each year, and I will watch those because I'm bored, I guess. <laughs> I do that with commercials, too. Hey, let's watch commercials from 1986. Uh, two weeks later, oh, my God, how many commercials have I watched? <laughs> McDonald's was half of them. I'm oddly hungry right now. Crap, I don't want to eat. Oh, we were talking about this yesterday. Whatever happened to the whole gang in in the whole Ronald McDonald world? Where's Hamburglar? Where's Grimace? Where's uh, uh, the I think mayor? Hamburglar stepped it up a notch and, well, he finally lost his mind. And yeah, I, I, I would think the Hamburglar, the Hamburglar clearly worked for McDonald's, so why didn't he steal from Burger King? Oh, wait, he was a spy. <laughs> he did work for Burger King and pretended to work for McDonald's. Son of a gun, I figured it out! <laughs> Man, what, what's what's his face from Willy Wonka? That's it. <laughs> this is where I would insert that witty remark because if, if I actually knew his name right now, so through the magic of editing, we might fix that. <laughs> I don't edit. Clearly, I don't edit. I am so amateur hour. Um, no, I listen to some shows that are so polished, and something about it feels fake to me, and right, it bothers like me. I hate commercials. Um, as much as I would like to make money off this, I, the commercial thing is just. Like, you'll be in the middle of conversation right now, and then we'll go, Hey, Ron, uh, how is your sleeping habits? And you'll be like, uh, Not too good. And I go, Well, you need to go get a Casper bed. Hey, 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 and you'll ask me, Hey, Michael, how is your pooping quality? And I'll be like, I don't know. And you'll be like, Have you got the squatty potty where you actually poop like a caveman? And I'll be like, No, tell me more. Give me $500 to shame myself. Squatty, squatty potty. That's fucking stupid. Um,. Or, or yeah, oh, okay, so I'm going to talk about our second show <laughs> before we talk about poop more. Because um, <laughs> that'll be our second hour. Uh, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why do so many songs talk about doo-doo? <laughs> it's weird. He's, like, did they just run out of lyrics and Duran Duran's like, okay, what do we do? Doo-doo, 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 doo That song you is want, crap. Um, <laughs> Black's Magic is the one that I was bored with. I, I love the cast. I love the concept. Yeah. Something about the pacing. And that first that first episode, the pacing was slow and it was confusing in what it was trying to tell you in the story. And I just so lost interest. And I can see why this is the most it. shortest. Li- I think this is the shortest lived one of all of the all four shows we're going to discuss. I think the two of them together made a great team, and I, I would have loved would have loved this show had it lasted my my opinion then yeah but and that's only because i knew both those guys from something uh, from you know from mash and from uh barney miller barney <laughs> come on rod get it together man before he was a children's host he uh, he was a cop <laughs> that's right i love you you love me put these handcuffs before i <laughs> I do have to agree with you, though. It was pretty slow. Yeah, I tried so hard to get into it. But, yeah, Hal Linden and Harry Morgan, they have unbelievably good chemistry, but it's the plotting that's the problem. They're interesting concepts, too, but how it's broken down and told to the audience is what just killed it for me. 
Sorry, I have to agree with that. Yeah. So. There's not much to say on this one. These are on YouTube, so they're easy to find. If you're interested in it, you know, just dig up some episodes. Maybe you have a different opinion than I do. Because I have severe ADD, and there's four million things on television right now. So it's hard for me to just go, I'll go back to that. But do you know what I did go back to? And I've seen half the episodes now, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Same as I was as a kid. Huh? Wish kids? Yep. How did you know? How did you know? Because I talked I know, about it. Since, I remember this one. Because <laughs> I think, I if I remember correctly, I think I had a couple episodes on a tape that you and I watched when we were kids with Voyagers. I think, Possibly. I feel like this always aired after Voyagers on Saturday afternoons because the both shows are family friendly, and um, uh, I love how smart it is that the kids are never dumb. They're they're children actors, but they don't act like children actors. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a, a thing you see in the eighties. Where kids are usually dopier than real teenagers, yeah. or they're way too advanced. Like, you know, they talk like adults, and it never works. This balances it perfectly, because like kids today, they understand technology, but what they don't usually understand is human behavior. And that's why they have uh, Max Gale as their, speaking of Barney Miller, Max Gale, without his wig, which threw me off, um, who is, like, guiding them through all this. And I, and I really enjoy their chemistry in this. Yeah. Even Richie's little sister was, she's got to be, what, seven, something like that, six or seven, maybe, somewhere in that range, maybe. She wasn't even treated that way, so I loved it. Whoa, hold on a second here. This was, this, this can't be the same Bob Shane. Robert Shane? This is the guy who developed the show with Phil DeGuire is Bob Shane, and I wonder, okay, so um, Robert Shane... I mean, I've got the people. There was a guy who I used to read pulp novels of, and it was, uh, I thought it was Robert Shane, and, and he was a really good writer. But uh, Philip DeGuire actually broke out two years earlier with Simon & Simon, one of the most underrated, forgotten detective shows of the 80s. And uh, this, here's the weird thing. There is a universe. There is a WizKids universe. Because Simon & Simon, yeah. is, they, they both appear in the WizKids. Uh, also, Simon and Simon showed up in Magnum PI, and guess what? Magnum PI showed up on Murder She Wrote. We have a universe here, people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh no! no wait, hold on. I forgot. There's another spinoff. The uh, the law and uh, the law McGraw, I think, is what it was called, with uh, Jerry Orbach, and that was on for like a year or two. It was a spinoff of Murder She Wrote. We have a huge circle here, buddy. <clears throat> we should touch on that sometime. What? Should be some fun. Murder she wrote. I, I totally forgot that Wiz Kids actually did have some sort of a touch in anything else. Yeah. But uh, I do remember the uh, Magnum being on, on Murder She Wrote. That was a little odd, but yeah. Uh, I think they're all CBS shows, and CBS is kind of known for doing that because I remember when they did that with um, Everyone Is Raymond, um, Becker, Cosby, and uh, King of Queens. There was a there was one Monday night where all four of them were on the same. They would kind of loop in and out of each other's shows. Mm-hmm. Wow, the pilot for this was two million dollars in nineteen eighty three. That is insane. I remember they were bitching about the cost of V, and that was already an established hit, and that was only one point one million dollars an episode. That's crazy. What cost? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm I like, s- I'm gonna have to see more of them to see. I mean, where were there special effects? <laughs> like, what's no, going there on wasn't. there? It's just, <laughs> or was it just cast? But 
Oh. I noticed that. Uh, what's, huh. what's his face from, um, yeah, A. Martinez. Was this prior to his uh, debut on daytime dramas? Or? I imagine so. I, I, A. Martinez is kind of forgotten. I think he's a really good actor, but he's almost solely <clears throat> in, in, in just, uh, you know, the lower level, like, uh, uh, Wow, he was married to Mayor Winningham? I had no idea. Um, yeah, mostly it looks like he was just doing uh, daytime soap operas. Wow, he was a semi-pro baseball player for five years. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've always liked him. I actually, you know, judge me if you will, but I watched daytime dramas growing up. No, we, we you talked know, about it before. That's what your mom's watched. Yeah, I know. I mean, I watched General Hospital for like two or three seasons. Well, season, years, I guess. I never know how that, because the shows never really end, do they? There's no summer off where they rerun no. it, because that's not the I don't know. Is Santa Barbara still going? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's only like, I really only think there's like Days of Our Lives and uh, General Hospital. That's it. Left. Yeah. I'm sorry. He left in 92, my bad. But... So no. I I look at it up and, and it said the premiere the pilot sparked tons of controversy because it was showing kids hacking into computers mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people were having problems with that saying that they weren't going to sponsor the show and some affiliates weren't going to take the show because what they were doing was not a gain through legal means and they had to mm-hmm. on the second episode they had to rectify that and uh, well they had to go back and edit the, the pilot to make it clear that what they were doing was not okay and then after that is when they get more support from adults and, the, and they use the computers in legal means which is interesting because right. no one had a problem when they didn't work well i guess there's repercussions though severe repercussions in war games so hmm. right yeah okay because i forgot he almost starts world war three <laughs> <Shit. Yeah. laughs> um well he was doing what he thought was he didn't realize it but, you know, it doesn't matter either way. He's doing the wrong thing. But. Yeah, I think it's because he learned his lesson at the end of the movie. Yeah. Whereas maybe in the show, they didn't. I like none of us are going to see the original pilot. So, I, mean, I don't think it's available. Uh, we've probably only seen the re-edited one. But um, right. Matthew Lebardo is one of the kids I really connected to growing up because I watched Little House on the Prairie so much. And Albert, um, yeah. his arc in the show is so devastating that uh, he'll be forever locked in my mind as that character. Gotcha. But do you think he does a good job in this of, of kind of erasing that? I think he becomes a totally. I think this this seems more like who he really is. Yeah. What's that? What was that movie where he was? Oh, Deadly Friend. Do you remember that movie where his friend next door dies and he rebuilds her and becomes a robot and he baby baby. No. <laughs> it's a Wes Craven movie. It's a Wes Craven movie. And Kirstie Swanson is his next door neighbor and she gets killed and he brings her back to life by putting a chip in her head. Okay, science is kind of stupid sometimes in the 80s, okay? <laughs> just, oh, what are you talking about? He just puts a chip okay. in her brain and all of a sudden she works and then she goes on a murderous rampage and starts killing everybody and she just puts her hands together and says, like, boo doo Ah, I don't know how Wes Craven made so many <laughs> terrible movies and yet uh, he would save his butt every like decade with a good one. Was like, okay, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I would. It took until right now to, for me to finally figure out who Andrea Elson was. She's oh, yeah. yeah, totally. I'm like, I know she looked familiar. I couldn't figure, couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs> Which we'll be covering Alf sometime soon because there's we gotta do some comedies, some more comedies that are a half hour that had a, a sci-fi element. A small wonder, anybody? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna torture you with that one. Um, 
So we touched on that once before, didn't we? We, we no, we just talk about it all the time because it's so ridiculous. We're never going. I'm kidding, guys. We're not going to discuss Small Wonder because um, that's just torture for everybody involved. Um, so I Matthew Loverno, I thought I thought that he was just one of those children actors that kind of retired. Um, after you know his initial fame, and uh, technically he did stop working around '93, but it's because yeah. he started a charity with his brother Patrick, who was also on Little House of Prey. Most people know from Jag and Summer School. Um, mm-hmm. They started a charity helping homeless children in need in Los Angeles, and that took up most of his time. Is that he was running that charity? That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty noble. And then and then he moved over into doing voice work. So, you know, over the last 25 years, he's been doing a lot of cartoons and video game voiceovers. Right. Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Hey, my hat's off to anybody. Anybody who does voiceover. I wish I could. I had the chops to do that. Yeah. Much, it, well, it also sounds <laughs> a, lot, a lot more fun. For me, I hear like, oh, yeah, we just went in for an hour, and then we recorded the whole episode. I'm like... Hold on, you just got paid like $10,000 for an hour of work, and you didn't have to take right. off your clothes? Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I hear you. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> no, but I feel like this one used technology, but they had real people behind it, like doing the science. Mm-hmm. And is this possible? Is this just one step beyond of what we can do now? That's what I, what I love about the show is because it's not some far-fetched, poorly researched thing. They said, well, right. what, what's coming up in the next couple of years? That's what we're going to focus on. And they seem like they're pretty spot on. The one where they talk about the Nielsen ratings and how they manipulated it to make one show more popular than it really was, and they blackmailed the guy the competition is, he goes, look, if you don't pay us this money, we're going to make the show opposite you uh, a, a smash and destroy your ratings so that you lose your job and your show. Mm-hmm. And I thought yep. that was a genius idea. It's like, one thing that bothers me a lot, and, and I, at the time they don't think about that, for, or at least a lot of people don't. When you're watching it, you look at the tech and the science behind things. At the time, people don't get it, so it doesn't matter. But I like shows that have that longevity. Where you can go back, like we're doing now, 20 years later, to <laughs> and see this 20, 30 years later. Man, it's been 30. Holy yeah. crap. But, you know, I mean, I, I look for the longevity of it, where it still makes sense. I watched Lawnmower Man. Because now, you look at it now, it's like, oh, man, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I watched Lawnmower Man um, last week, and I said, they're going, nope, nope to all this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Of course, when I was 15, <laughs> it was 1992, we had no idea. No, you can't make a person smarter by uh, putting his brain in virtual reality. That's not how things work. <laughs> No. And he can't go into the internet. Stop it. Just stop it. Well, it's Tron. <laughs> no, no. Lawnmower Man. Well, Tron. Shut up. I, I, I'm not going to judge Tron. I'm going to judge Tron and Lawnmower Man differently. I'm biased. Okay, that works I for love me. Tron. Works for me. Um, yes. though, though brain scan still works because it's the whole, the whole time it has like a hypnotic effect that makes them believe that it's really happening. It's just a video game the whole time. People get mad because it's a right. cop-out ending. I'm like, it's the only right. ending that makes sense, doofus. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, Wiz Kids, uh, this is a shock to me. TV has changed so much. The ratings every episode, on average, were eleven point four. That would make it a top ten easily now. Maybe a top five. Yeah. It was number eighty one. Eighty one. What? Yeah. <clears throat> bananas. Bu- bu- bananas. <laughs> and you would think at a time like, okay, what was their 
target demographic here? Kids? Yeah, I'm guessing. Teenagers? Yeah, uh, and families, I would say. Um, I think it became it came out before Simon and Simon, so you'd start off with that, then go to Simon and Simon, and then, you know, because that was always kind of middle of the road. You could still watch it as a family, but then Magnum P.I. was always more sophisticated, and that was the closer right. at 10. It could have been whatever the competition was, too. I'm guessing whatever uh, it was up against might have killed it, too. Because I think it's a really quality show. Maybe the ratings really were stacked. Oh, my God. This whole time! All these TV shows that were supposed to be canceled. Like, that's how um, my two dads stayed on for five years. (laughs) Right. It still lives on in my heart. (laughs) Well, I'll be there for you, Ron. <laughs> All right. For sure. Wait, no, that's friends. Isn't that still the lyrics of Mighty no, Dad? <laughs> no, I thought that. I'll be there for you. Yeah, yeah, that is friends. Crap. That's friends. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I should owe you a dollar every time I tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I'm not a dick. I'm just It's just funny to me. Um, now, here's something interesting. The final show is The Wizard. Uh, the 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 wizard um, <laughs> created by the guys who would later <laughs> oh god the shows are so wildly different I'm shocked that these two guys went on to create Baywatch what the hey <sighs> but do you remember Baywatch actually started off kind of decent I remember the first season when it was on NBC that it was more thoughtful and it wasn't about the jiggle factor <clears throat> it's when it went syndicated yeah, it that it became garbage yeah. I remember. Yeah. I actually liked it at, at the beginning. Honestly, I was young when it was later on in the seasons, too. But as an older, more wiser person, I look back on it thinking, oh, my gosh. Well, I was a teenager. Don't judge me, you know. Um, but yeah, the first season, when Patrick Stevenson was on, because clearly Patrick's the better actor of the two. And they had legit, you know, other cast members where it seems like later in Baywatch, they started casting just, hey, who's, who was just in Playboy? Let's cast her. That's not how you make a good show. No. So it, if so you, you get a lot of watches once. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you, no one's going to buy the DVDs of it. So it was a shock to me when I saw it with these guys because I think the wizard is incredibly thoughtful and heartfelt and really smart. And to see those guys phone it in after you know Baywatch hits season two and they change the entire cast um, was kind of annoying. Especially since, like I said, Patrick Stevenson was removed from the second season because he was too expensive, and David Hasselhoff was the international name, so it was easier to sell him. Yeah. But it's um, that he's still in Germany. He's still just you know he's to be all end all. <laughs> I think a lot of it's because he sang when the wall came down and that locked into people's minds. I don't I don't know right. if Hardy Boy has transferred very well over to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's what, so, that, I mean that's why I like WizKid so much to step back a second because I forgot back then I was reading the three investigators and Hardy Boys like crazy and that seemed like a kind of show. Like where was it? That just like, probably would have been Was yeah. that in syndication at all? What WizKids? It was well yeah. I didn't see it when it originally aired. I saw it when it aired on Saturday mornings on Fox. Well, not Fox, Super 55, before it became Fox. So uh, Saturday mornings, they didn't have a cartoon lineup. They usually aired a family movie, and then around 11 or noon is when they started airing... Uh, I can't remember his exact order. It was either... Wiz, I think it was Kids, then Voyagers, then Street Hawk 
was what it was, and then eventually the Muppets somewhere along the way. That sounds about right. Okay, because that makes more sense, because you mentioned Hardy Boys. I was reading that and Nancy Drew and a couple other mystery things um, as well. So that would have been right up my alley as well. But it would have been later in life, like junior high or something like that. Well, maybe not that late. I, I mean, they were airing that around 85, 86, Earlier. I think. Yeah. But, like well, I said, well, that's right, we didn't hang out in junior high either. But, uh, like I said, we, I had those VHS tapes, and I think we didn't watch those until high school or college. Um, the Wizard uh, is an unusual show. And, yes, it does note that David Rappaport is a little person. But only really in the first episode, and it's when the kid asks him. So it's such an innocent way of, yes, we're not going to ignore the elephant in the room. It is uh, a new thing to basically have a lead that's a little person. But they do it in such a tasteful manner. Instead of like, oh, he walks into a bar and a bunch of bikers are calling him shrimp, you know, and stuff like that. I, that's what would bug me. So I think he, they really did it in a smart way. Right. Uh, so he definitely... He's still alive. He tended to. He had his share of roles that, in my opinion, were probably demeaning. But uh, I think he was one of those actors that really stood out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think a lot of it's I mean, time bandits. Some more serious roles. Time bandits. Oh, was... time bandits. <laughs> Jeez! Oh my God! I didn't know he died by suicide. What? Oh God! That's horrible. Not to make everything depressing, but I had no idea. I wasn't even sure if he was alive or not because I just hadn't seen him in so long. But he killed himself right. in 1990. That's terrible. He's such yeah. a good actor, too. But I don't know what it's like to be a little, you know, like to have that. And maybe his whole life was tortured by other people, which would be god-awful. But he was he was a great actor, and I think what most people know him from is Time Bandits. And I didn't even know Time Bandits was such a big hit. I looked it up. Uh, it made $41 million. In 1981, that's a lot of money. That's more than Caddyshack. And um, so that's how he was kind of known. He was the main... Uh, there's the I haven't seen him forever. So there's the kid, whatever, and then there's all the little people, the, the Time Bandits. And he's like the main guy in, in charge. And uh, because of that, he did, like, uh, Sword of the Valiant and The Bride. And I remember he did a pilot where he was a detective. Um, back when they let you watch pilots and decide, it, shouldn't that be the way TV is? Let us choose what goes on the air. Mm-hmm. Don't don't just pick it for us. And Amazon did it for a couple of years. They would say, hey, we got all the pilots up. You watch them, and you choose what stays on and becomes a series. Uh, why don't we get a call in that? Yeah, That's what bugs me is because— well, They know us— yeah. Better than ourselves, apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, we can sell this to this audience or whatever. Well, you don't know. You don't, and I've seen so many pilots that were good, and then the series falls apart. So they, they don't really know. They tinker with everything, too, which bugs me. But yeah. uh, The Wizard is one of those few shows where it's the same through the entire run. It's 19 episodes, and his chemistry with – oh, I forgot. Uh, Douglas Burr. Barr? Douglas Barr. Howie from – put to be cheap. Howie from Fall Guy. Um, I love those two. I really think that uh, Douglas Barr is a very enjoyable actor, and he never really got his due. Um, did you ever see Spaced Invaders? Yes. <laughs> I love him in that. <laughs> it makes a very good comical actor, I, I believe. Well, he's a light comical actor. You know, he's kind of like yeah. – he, he never plays it dumb. He plays it innocent. No. 
Which um, yeah. was I enjoyed by Enos on Dukes of Hazard? Is Enos was never stupid, but he was more no. innocent and just you know his world wasn't cynical, and that's what I enjoyed about Howie is that he went to everything with uh, enthusiasm, whereas he was a good balance from um, uh, Colt Seavers, right? That was his character, right? Uh-huh. Um, who was Very more cynical. And- yeah. Yeah. And um, he is actually a very well-known TV director now. He has done about 30 uh, TV movies and some episodes of television, too. Uh, so he, he's still around. He just doesn't is in, in front of the, uh, the camera anymore. Excuse me. Oh, wow. He owns a... Wow, I lived in Napa, and I did... He owns a, a winery in Napa called Hollywood and Vine. Oh. That's actually a clever winery? name. <laughs> did you just whine? Some yeah, people it's, like... It's a running joke right oh, here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you like to say wine, wine connoisseur. I say rich alcoholic. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's all on how you hold your glass. I love that David Rappaport's character is an inventor, and he uses his gadgets and his brains uh, to solve crimes. And this, it seems like a juxtaposition between what was going on in, like, Miami Vice and even A-Team, where it's lots of guns going off and glorifying, I don't know if you want to say glorifying the violence, but it did seem like there was no real weight sometimes to the violence. And so the wizard was a more family-friendly way of, uh, you know, just taking crime-solving, but without having to actually lift a gun, mm-hmm. using your brains to your brawn. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what endeared a lot of people to MacGyver as well. It's just yeah. It's like it's not that the guns weren't there. He just chose not to use them. I don't know how we're ever going to do MacGyver. That thing would see. So usually we do shows that weren't on very long, but MacGyver was on for like eight years, and there's three movies, I think. And I have no idea. Maybe watch the pilot and then watch the final episode and maybe the movies. I don't know because – and that's going to have to be its own thing because then we have the new MacGyver. Yeah, I just recently started testing the waters on that one. And? and? Eh, I mean it stands on its own, but it's definitely not in the same style, if you will. Yeah. But it's this era, so I mean it's it's going to be different. I mean – yeah, I'm wondering that same thing about Magnum P.I. Have you watched the new Magnum? No, I haven't. Yeah. I'm just curious. I, for the longest time, dragged my feet with, with MacGyver. So yeah, well, Hawaii Five O works. <laughs> I, think, I, I actually think the new Hawaii Five O is better than the old Hawaii Five O. So That's what I've heard. I've yeah, not watched that yet. But we got burned before. Remember Knight Rider? The new Knight Rider was mm. kind of a bummer. It started off great and then fell apart. Yeah, yeah. I did have an issue with the Mustang thing, but I did think it was pretty sweet. <laughs> in, in this whole time, I was hoping for a VW bug. No. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Bumblebee. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a a Nash Metro. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, so, so when are you going to get that? <laughs> uh, I know, I keep talking about it. I've talked about it for like 20 years. Um <laughs> So, of the four shows, I'm going to say Wiz Kids and The Wizard. The other two, it's your call. I have Black's Magic and, and Mr. Merlin. Uh, for me, I'm not going to continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, the nostalgia for those other two gentlemen won't keep me on uh, Black's Magic, unfortunately. So, But I might give, if I can find it, like you said, 
Mr. Merlin a shot. Yeah. If for nothing more than the fact that I'm a huge um, Arthurian legend kind of guy. I, I love that sort of stuff. So, Did it bug you that first night, the movie with Richard Gere and Sean Connery has no Merlin? There's no that magic, did. there's no sword and sorcery at all. It's so straightforward. I'm like, oh, all right. It did very much so. <laughs> not a bad movie, it's just not what I was looking for. No, no. Okay, so I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> I can tell because we have nothing else to say. <laughs> uh, hey, let's talk about candy for another 20 minutes and piss everybody off. No. Um, I wish for me. Why <laughs> bees? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I don't like any candy I have to pull out of my teeth. Um, red hots are out of it. No, no red hots, unless they're in applesauce. Wait, is that the... Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Now we're talking. Um, and now we've strayed again. Jelly beans. <laughs> jelly bellies. Every single flavor except for the butter popcorn. <laughs> um, no, we, you know, we should just do this. Let's make a list of our favorite candies we can't find anymore. Uh, how about those baseball bats? Those those sugar daddy bats, whatever they were. I love those. You can't get candy cigarettes anymore. Um, <laughs> well, you can. They're just not called cigarettes. Oh, they're, they're candy... Sticks. Candy stick? Really? They call candy stick? Stickerettes? Stickerettes? Yeah, we, we got them this Halloween, so... Oh, really? Okay. They exist. You're just not in the cigarette box anymore. Okay. So, uh, you will find us on the Next Planet Over fan page where we share our memories of TV shows, what's coming up, things that are coming out finally on DVD. It's not sci-fi, but Head of the Class is finally announced for a DVD release. Thank you! Yay! One of my favorite shows. I love the fact that it embraced smart... I love shows that embrace... Nerdism. That's why I love Whiz Kids because it didn't make them freaks, you know, or jokes. They were legit, and they weren't stereotypical nerds. Either. Yeah, no, no. Saved by the Bell crap here, where they had tape on their glasses and and yeah. uh, uh, spa- uh, suspenders and pants up to their belly button. Yeah, so um, yeah. I think I'm trying to think of the well, first. Neither. What's the first thing you saw where someone was nerdy but they were cool? Was it was it War Games? I feel like there's nothing before that. We'll just call it War Games. Yeah. All I'm right. sure there was other. Um, <laughs> uh, so that is it for us. Uh, Ron, thank you for another great episode. I don't know what we'll do next. Um, something from the 80s, obviously. Uh, let's let's uh, maybe find some sitcoms. We'll do ALF and uh, find some other comedies yes. that were sci-fi, fantasy-oriented. There was one called um, The Charmings. Where I believe it was Sleeping Beauty and the Prince, and yes. they get put to sleep. And they for had like, that stupid house that looked like a castle. Yeah, <laughs> and they slept for like two hundred years, and they wake up into the modern world. And I feel like there was one that was after that with a uh, with a girl who was a witch, kind of like Bewitched, but and they had to keep her a secret. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. She was a blonde girl. Oh, I'll have to look that up. But uh, and Small Wonder. No, I'm just kidding. We're not seriously. Maybe maybe if I'm in a good mood, we'll watch Small Wonder and mock it mercilessly. They've got me. Are you talking about the more modern witch thing? Yeah, there was one. Her name was Corrine. Sabrina. No, Corrine Borer was her name. Uh, and she was a tall blonde lady who's really funny, but she had a show where I believe she was a witch. Or maybe a sorceress. I can't remember. I'll look it up. All right, everybody, we're wandering off the range again. Um, no, we don't do that. No, never, ever. We're the most uh, clear, concise, precise on we're point, all business. Ed- tightly edited. <laughs> when, when we're done, this episode will be 14 minutes long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good night. Why do I always assume they're? I always assume they're listening to this at night before they go to bed because I assume we put them to sleep. But uh, they might be listening to this on the way to work. I don't know. Have a good day. Be nice. Be excellent to each other, everybody. And party on, dudes!
what he 